Welcome to the Coloring Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah, and I'm recording from Macomb, Michigan. Macomb, Michigan. And every single time I do an episode, it always blows my mind because I have no idea who's listening to this. Sometimes uh, somebody will reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I I was listening to uh, an episode of the podcast or a video of the podcast, and, you know, thank you so much, like it's ministered to me or whatever. And, and I mean, it's all God. It is all God. Like, I can't take any credit for that. I guess in summary, Color and Chaos is a cry from my heart that I know that in the times of hardship, of hurt, of heartbreak, those are the times that I want to do nothing else but run away from the chaos. I want to run away from it. It's painful. It's uncomfortable. It's challenging. It's hurtful. And I, and I feel like all of us want to do nothing else but just run away from that. It's human nature. But the cry for my heart is that instead of running away from that chaos, instead of trying to lean on our own understanding, lean on our own strength, lean on our own wisdom, we recognize that we don't have it all together. We don't have all the answers. There's the moments we open up our heart and open up our mind to our creator, savior, sustainer saying, okay, Lord, I can't find a color in this chaos, but Lord, I know that you can, and I'm looking to you to do what only you can do. And so that's the cry of this podcast. And another thing that I love to do um, on these podcasts, on these episodes, again, because I don't know who it is that is listening or watching to this, but one of the things that I love to do is to pray for you, to pray with you, to to come together, have a time where we pray and ask the Lord to do what only he can do. And so I would love and be honored to do that right now, no matter where you're at, no matter where today finds you. So here, let's pray and then we'll jump into today's episode. All right. Lord God, just thank you so much um, that you are creator, savior, and sustainer. Lord, in the moments where we are questioning whether or not you are there, whether or not you care, Lord, please just draw near to us. Lord, just please have compassion and mercy on the broken hearts today, the heavy hearts today, on those that have questions and concerns and fears and, and worries and doubts. And, and you know, they're, they're just crying out saying, God, where are you? God, do you are you there? Lord, will you please just draw near to them? Remind them that you love them. Remind them that you have a plan and purpose for their life that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. Lord, please just use my efforts today. Use my words. God, move me to the side and just speak through me. And again, Lord, we look to you and we thank you that, Lord, you can produce a color out of chaos and that in you and you alone, there is color to this chaotic life. Lord, we need you and we're nothing without you. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Last night I was hanging out with some friends and by the time I get home, it is late. It is past midnight. And I get home, I take a shower and I'm getting ready for bed. And I realize that there's a friend that I knew from back in college and he's been going through a rough time. So I just kind of text him. I said, hey, bro, like, can, can I call you in a second? You know, can I just pray for you? I, I just really was burdened um, for this for this person. And so I call him, I talk to him, and he just shares some of the stuff that he's been going through recently and just a feeling of isolation. And, and maybe you listening or watching this can relate. It's, it's kind of like a common thread right now through everything going on in the world as of recording right now. But uh, he was just talking about how that's been really weighing heavy on him. And I just felt led after my friend shared his heart. Instead of providing an answer, instead of, you know, trying to just provide a solution for what he was feeling, a, a quick fix, I just felt led in that moment just to listen and just to share with him how much he means to me, how much that 
I know his life has worth and value that goes far beyond, you know, what other people, you know, say or what where other people are at, but just how he has been uniquely just crafted by God. And he is just gifted in so many ways. So the reason why I'm sharing this is as I was talking to him, um, there was something that I feel like the Lord kind of like shown me in my heart. I was just talking with him and I was just saying, you know, like today's, you know, time that we're living in, it's very difficult because we, we all are subject to comparison. You know, we have social media, we have constant platforms and stages and spotlights put on people, you know, people like you and me, like we are people, you know, but we, we, we live in a, in a day and age that like constantly there's people that are being, you know, paraded or elevated or, you know, a, a spotlight put on their gift or their talent or their ability. Um, and that's all you see. You see people that either have it or they don't. You know, you think about like the, the the voice or American Idol or shows like that, you know, you either have it or you don't. Like there's there's like these standards and if you don't meet these meet these standards, then you're not worthy enough to be on that stage, be on that platform. And as I was just talking with them, I was just kind of praying. I was just saying, Lord, you know, Lord, help us not play that comparison game. Lord, you have made us all unique and beautiful and you have a plan and purpose for us. Are we all born into sin? Yeah, your, your word says that we're born into sin. But at the end of the day, you have a plan and purpose for us being here. And I know my buddy, he was just sharing, he was just like, you know, sometimes I kind of forget that purpose. And, and I know I may not have an answer, you know, right now, but, you know, I'm just praying that, you know, the Lord can help me, you know, through this like funk that I'm in. And I was just thinking like, whoa, man, dude, like your purpose is clearly there. I see, I see, you know, I see your life that it does have purpose, you know, but it's hard to see that whenever there's so many things around. And I was just thinking, you know, every single person has a story. You right now that is listening or watching, you have a story. You have things that you regret. You have things that you hate. I have things that I regret. I have things that I hate. I, I have things that I've done or that has been done to me that I just, no, like that's not right. That was wrong. That was an injustice, you know? But like we all have stuff that we are going through or, or bad things that we have been dealt, bad things that have happened to us, bad things that have happened to people that we love, you know, questions, concerns, all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, Lord, are you bigger than all of this? Lord, do you have a purpose that goes far beyond anything that that this world can offer? And even though where I'm at doesn't look like where other people are at, Lord, does my life still have meaning? Does it still have purpose? In Luke chapter one, we find Luke and he's writing a letter to someone named Theopolis. And he's writing to him and he's saying, look, you know, I'm about to tell you, you know, everything that I have done research on, you know, about Jesus and about the life of Jesus, you know, I'm about to tell you everything. And he says in verse four, Luke chapter one, verse four, he says, so you can be certain of the truth of everything that you were taught. And so the purpose of Luke writing this is for there to be a certainty in what he has learned or heard about Jesus. But what stood out to me was a little past where I just read in Luke 1 chapter or verse 4. The angel Gabriel visited Mary's relative and told her, hey, look, you're going to give birth to a son and his name's going to be John. And we know of this John commonly as the as the I guess the title John the Baptist. This is the, 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 the crazy person that was living in the wilderness, eating wild honey and locusts. And he was just declaring, hey, make way uh, for the Lord. Uh, this is the person who later would baptize Jesus. This is the person 
um, that would eventually lose his head um, to the to King Herod. And so we know what John is going to become. But right now, the parents do not know. And so the angel Gabriel is talking to Zechariah, which is John's dad. This is what your, your son's going to be. But there's something that stood out in verse 15, what the angel says. He says this, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. And then he goes on to say, he must never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. He is already great in the eyes of the Lord. And it highlighted to me this realization that so often we are just stuck in the present. We know our past really, really well. You listening or watching this, you know your past, you know your regrets, you know as you are watching or listening to this, you know what has, has led you to where you're at. Whether you're at the best of times, worst of times, whether you're you know questioning, doubting, whatever, you know what has led you to this point. And so often we're stuck in this limbo of, you know, we have these dreams and aspirations. We have these things that we 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 see others have and we don't have. And, and we're just like, you know, oh, you know, and there's this frustration within us to be something, to, to have a, a beautiful plan, to have a beautiful purpose, to have, you know, giftings and, and to be loved and to be cared for and, and, you know, to be someone of influence. You know, we all have these desires. But when we're in the present sometimes and it doesn't look like we can have that, sometimes we resort to giving up whether it be suicide or whether it be harming ourselves or living recklessly, or we just say, okay, well, like I can never get there. I can never have those things. I can never be fulfilled and have that purpose as I, as, as I desire. But as I was reading this, I was just reminded that our God, our creator, that he has created us with a purpose that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. And even if in the present, it doesn't look well, it doesn't look good, even in the present, if you're overwhelmed with, with just all these feelings and emotions and thoughts and confusions and all this stuff, that we have a creator that can see who we will become, everything that we have been through in our past and everything we are going in in our present. He knows how that can help make us into who we, we were made to be. And at the end of the day, it comes down to a surrender and a trust of, do I trust, Lord, that you know and that you have a purpose that goes far beyond everything that I've been through. And, and right here specifically, when the angel is speaking to Zechariah, immediately Zechariah follows up these, these crazy prophecies. And he says, you know, how do I know that this is going to happen? <laughs> and I feel like Zechariah, you know, he gets a bad rap for this and, 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 and everything. But like Zechariah, I know he has the humanity of me. I know so often when I'm reading the Bible or just like I, I hear a good word or something, I'm just like, man, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, there's just that, that seed of doubt within me. And maybe you can relate with that. But what I'm reminded is, is that like, look, the Lord is even beyond that doubt. <laughs> you know, even when we doubt him, like the Lord is still good. He's still faithful, you know, and the Lord put Zachariah on, on a journey to help him see, look, buddy, like I'm telling you the truth. And Zechariah, of course, loses his ability to speak and everything. But but what's what's so beautiful is that like even if in the moment that we doubt the Lord and we doubt that he can do and we doubt that that, that he has a plan through all of this pain that we've been through or all these things that we are going through, even if we doubt, there's still that realization that, Lord, you know me better than I know myself. And you know the plans that you have for me. And it just blows my mind that the Lord saw John the Baptist. 
<laughs> he saw John and he said, look, you are great in my eyes. He saw what he would become, not what he was in that current time. Because at the current time that the angel was speaking to Zechariah, he wasn't even existent. He wasn't even conceived. And it also goes to other passages to kind of reflect this whole idea that we have a creator that knows what's to come, even if we are just completely lost in the present. And a passage that stands out to me is John 10, 27. And Jesus is saying this. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. In this, he's saying, look, like he's not just talking about literal sheep. He's, he's calling you and me that we are like his sheep. He is our shepherd. He's saying, look, I, I, I know them. I know them and they listen to me. There's this whole idea that, that we have a creator, savior, sustainer that knows us. He knows everything that we've been through, everything that we are going through, and he's preparing us for where he wants to take us. A shepherd has a plan with his sheep. He doesn't lead his sheep just frivolously. He has a plan and purpose for how he leads the sheep, and we have a good shepherd. And we have to trust at the end of the day that, Lord, even though there is brokenness and hurt and pain that I've been exposed to that has been done to me, God, you are not abandoning me. But, Lord, you have a purpose in this pain. You want to use this misery for ministry. Lord, you can use what has been broken and you can redeem it and restore it in order to be just even more for me to be even more on fire for you. And talking to my buddy last night, as I was just telling him, look, buddy, like you, like the Lord has equipped you. He's gifted you. You were awesome. You've changed my life. You know, like, you know, like as I was just telling him these things, I just felt like the Lord was just saying that back to me saying, you know what, Jonah, buddy, you are no different. Those days that you, you compare yourself to others or the days that you feel like you lack because what you thought would happen didn't happen the way that you thought. And now you're stuck in this limbo of like, okay, what now? You know, in those moments that you don't know what I am currently doing, just trust that I know the plans I have for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, it's a famous passage. He's telling Jeremiah in the middle of his grief and pain and agony and mourning for the nation of Israel. He says, look, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. And I know that's a verse that's quoted a lot you know, you know, of just like, yeah, you know, the, the Lord knows the plans he has for me. And then that's true. The Lord does know the plans he has for me. But sometimes we walk away from that verse and we're saying, hey, that verse said that, you know, he knows the plans that he has for him not to harm him, you know, and everything. But my life is just chaotic. So maybe God doesn't care or maybe God isn't there. But we have to remember in that passage, God is specifically talking to Jeremiah. He's saying, look, for you, like, look, everything that is going on is not to harm you. <laughs> it's not to harm you, but I want you to prosper. I want you to prosper regardless of everything that's going on around you. And, and Jeremiah was hurting. There was afflictions that happened to Jeremiah. The Lord wasn't saying that my plan is for no afflictions to happen to you. No, we live in a broken world. Our Savior suffered afflictions on this planet just like we suffer. And if anything, the Bible says that if we follow Jesus, we should expect to suffer just like our Savior did because we are following the suffering servant. You know, like we should expect these things to happen. 
So it, the, the Bible isn't saying that if you follow Jesus, everything's going to be great. But what he's saying is saying that you will have a peace and a rest, a peace that surpasses all understanding, a joy that goes beyond circumstances or mistakes or anything, that you will have a peace and a life that is surrendered to your creator, savior, and sustainer. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit of God, the same spirit that was in Christ, the same spirit that was in John the Baptist, the same spirit that moved on David or, or Ruth or Ezra or any of them. That same spirit is in you in order to help you be who the Lord has created you to be. And he will give you that peace regardless of what you're going through. I was talking to another good friend recently, and he was a former drug dealer that just felt numb from the world. He, you know, it's, we've all heard, you know, crazy miraculous stories of, you know, what the Lord can do with, within people and deliverance and stuff like that. But I'm literally like sitting across the table from a guy who used to be a drug dealer that was just like, just completely done. He, he, he looked forward to death and he found the Lord in a jail cell. And, 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 and I look at him now and his life is just completely changed. Now he still has issues. He still has things that he, he's wrestling with, just like I still have issues and things that I'm wrestling with. But at the end of the day, there's a heart change. We have a creator, savior, and sustainer that can do something within our present circumstances, within our heart to help us not look at everything we're going through as a curse but that, look, Lord, you have a plan and purpose. It goes far beyond anything, anything that this world can offer. I wanted to end with this. Psalms 139. Psalms 139, David is reflecting and he's meditating and he's saying, look, Lord, before I was in my mother's womb, you knew me. You knew me. And then he goes on and, and he says, look, when I sit, when I rise, when I, you know, you know my thoughts from afar. God, there, I can't hide myself from you. Lord, you know me. You care. And then he goes on and, and he's saying, look, Lord, do something about my enemies. Lord, I am so overwhelmed right now. Just do something, Lord. Be just. You know, we all cry out for justice. You know, what, what, what's going on with this George Floyd, you know, just injustice. Like we demand justice in this situation. But how much more does our God demand justice of all the wrong that, that we have done and the wrong that has been done around us? And that just highlights the gospel, the good news of Jesus even more. That God, he made a way to, for his justice to be made and it spared us. It spared us from the consequence that that justice requires. And, and I'm just thinking that, man, I'm looking at this guy who, who's a former drug dealer and everything, and he's looking across from me. He's like, look, I, I know my life has worth and value. At that moment when I was, when I was just, my identity was wrapped up in the things of the world, like I, I didn't know I had that. So I, I didn't care to live. But heavy heart, if, if you find yourself today, no matter where you're at, and you're just like, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. I see everybody else and it seems like they have something and I, I'm just lacking today. May we have an opportunity today to say, Lord, you know me. May we invite our creator and savior and sustainer that knows us and say, Lord, you know me. You know the plans you have for me. And Lord, I want to be who you've created me to be. I want to embrace the gifts that you've given me and not just, you know, be like, oh, you know, I'm not like them, you know? Like we play these comparison games and it messes us up. But Lord, you are so much more. You're so much bigger than that. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. They follow me. I wrote this down in, in, in my journal. I was talking with a buddy and, and, he, and he said this statement. He said, he said, Lord, you know the timings. We were praying together. He's like, Lord, you know the timings. 
You know, there's so much in our lives that we're looking forward to or we desire. But at the end of the day, Lord, you know what we need, when we need it, how we need it. Lord, you know the timings. And I wrote down this. I said, Lord, you want us to want the things that you desire for us. Like refreshing rain is your word to my heart, Father. Lord, your mighty arm has done tremendous things. You have filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. That's Luke 1, uh, verse 51, 53. And I said this, I said, goodness, as I write this, I think about the time that you called me to follow you. And I'm thinking about just that whole idea of, of surrendering my life, surrendering all that I am. And I know that you know my longings and desires. Lord, lead me in your way everlasting. Thank you for your faithfulness and provision every step of the way. From the moment that I surrendered to you to right now, I've held nothing of my own. Fill my hungry heart with good things. All I need is still you. I'm on a journey, you're on a journey, we're all on a journey, but we have a God that knew us before we were even born. So no matter where today finds you, may we rest in the reality that we have a creator, savior, sustainer who knows us and that he invites us to know him as well. And so regardless of what you're going through, I just pray that you know that your life has value and worth that goes far beyond what the pedestals, the spotlights, and the stages tell you. And I'm just tired of just seeing, you know, tendencies within myself or even just around me of this world that plays this stupid comparison game. Like, what's the point? What's the point of comparing ourselves to others and what they have and we don't have? Like, what's the point? The point of that game is destruction, of destroying others and destroying ourselves. We have an enemy that wants to destroy. He wants to still kill and destroy. But our father is yelling through creation and through everybody, even through right now, he's yelling to us saying that, no, your life has worth and value. Look to me, look to me. Don't look at other people that wrote instruction books for what they didn't create. Look to me. I have a plan and purpose for you that goes far beyond anything. And even before you were conceived in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you and I, I want to know you more. May, may there be a relationship between our creator, savior, and sustainer and us of saying, look, uh, not only do I recognize that you know me, that on the cross, you took all of that, all of that wrath that I deserved for being just completely against you, Lord. The sin and the brokenness and the rebellion, the injustice and the, you know, all of that, Lord, you took that on the cross and on the cross, you said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even on the moment on the cross, he saw us and he said, look, I, I see, I see that they're sheep. I see that they're sheep. He knows us and he cares. He cares enough that he did something about it. <laughs> Heavy heart, he did something about it. On the cross, he did something about it. When he rose again, he did something about it. About the sting of death, he did something about it. And so if you feel like, God, where are you? He's here. He's here and he loves you. May our hearts respond to him today. May we not look to the comparison game or look to others or, or to look to others to fulfill or to tell us who we are. But may we look to him and say, Lord, who am I? Help me see who I am in your word and how much you love me and who you are and what that demands of me. Heavy heart, you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Let us pray. Lord God, we look to you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I thank you for this one little verse where you were just trying to tell a father, saying, look, you are going to have a son even in your old age. And look, the, I, I look favorably, I look favorably on your son. 
And he has a plan and purpose. He has a plan and purpose that nothing can take away. Lord, you just look to a dad and you you just you met him where he was at. Lord, look at us right now and meet us where we are at. Remind us of who we are. We are loved. We are forgiven. We are redeemed. Lord, you you fulfill us. You sustain us. You equip us. You give us the Holy Spirit to help us walk in that confidence, in that power, in that boldness. Lord, you give us what we need in order to be who you've created us to be. So, Lord, I pray for those right now that do not know you, that have not yet surrendered. Lord, may today be the day where they give up the game and they open up their hands, they open up their heart. They say, Lord, do something with my life. If you could do something with my life, my life you can have it. Lord, you met me June 2011. Empty, empty. I had nothing left. Lord, empty us of ourselves so that we can be filled with you. Lord, my, my life is not wrapped up. My worth and value isn't wrapped up on my giftings or my talents. Because God forbid, Lord, you can take away my voice. You can take away my ability to function. But Lord, my identity, who I am, Lord, that is secure in you. I'm a child of God. Lord, remind us that we are your children. Help our hearts respond to you. For those that have been hurt and, and been victimized by people who have claimed to know you, Lord, heal their hearts. Remind them that, that those people, they claim to know someone, but they didn't, they didn't live it out. They weren't following you because if they were following you, Lord, you don't destroy us. Lord, you don't harm us. But Lord, you are constantly just wanting to rebuild us and to remake us and to make us more like you. God, our, our, our enemy wants to still kill and destroy. But Lord, you are the prince of peace. So Lord, no matter what has been done, give a peace that surpasses all understanding that you love us, that you care for us. Just like you told Jeremiah. You told Jeremiah, look, I know, I know right now is rough, but I know what I want to do with you. And, and right now I'm allowing what is happening in order to shape you, in order for you to be who, who you need to be down the road. But you're never going to get there unless your heart is molded more into my image. And then Jeremiah 29, 13, two verses later, Lord, you say, look, Jeremiah, if you search me with all your heart, you will find me. So Lord, let that be the invitation today for the hungry hearts, for the searching hearts. Lord, help them find you today. Help me find you, Lord, when I'm, when I'm struggling and, and my worth and my value and I start complaining that comparison game that I'm not like X, Y, and Z and I'm not like them and I'm not like them and I start to feel less than. Lord, no, 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 no. To hell with that, God. Help us just be who you've created us to be and help us just, just <laughs> praise you. Lord, today's the day that you've made. Let us rejoice in that. Help us not lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, help us acknowledge you. Lord, you care for us. Help us acknowledge you knowing that you will make our path straight. So Lord, we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Heavy heart, your life has worth and value that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. You are not alone. And again, it's an honor to be able to have this time with you. Continue to pray for me, and I'll be praying for you as well. You are not alone. May today be the day that you are reminded just how beautiful you are and how much, how much your life has worth and value in the eyes of our Savior. God bless you. You have a great day. I'll talk to you later. See you.